going down. It's your boy Magnificent, aka Magno. You heard? Out there, switch your highs, man. You know what I'm talking about? What to do? Give thanks, sibling. Welcome, welcome. We back in the building. And as you hear, I got none other than the magnificent one, Magno. Yeah, heard? Switch yeah. your highs. Switch your bless. Uh, Odd Life Entertainment, Houston's own, and we're here to um, to get into the mind of the sibling, right? Unpick the brains, see the past, see the present, and look into the future, and uh, possibly tackle some little some things in between. Yeah. So honors, man, honors, Magno, for for um for blessing the broad class with your with your presence, um, and also thank you for the excellent music that you've um brought forth um appreciate it man all the way out over here on this little island we call the united kingdom there is a oh. a huge following of um h-town music yes. uh, so there was when when a lot of y'all were doing this thing and thinking it was local and trying to get national we were we were feeling that man we were feeling it we were yeah. we were paying a lot of money to get them cds imported over here um yeah. so yeah my honors so i, I want to jump back into the delorium i want to go back in time yeah what made magno where did you where did um what part of texas did you um did you grow up in Man, you know, I'm sure I grew up in H-Time, man. Houston, Texas, man. You know what I'm saying? Houston, Texas on the north side, you know. Born and raised, man. You know what I'm saying? Neighborhood called Green's Point. Okay. Yes, sir. And so what was it like for you growing up, growing up as, um, as, a, as a youngster? Before, man, before we know of Magno, what was it? What were you like as a youngster? Man, I'm shoot, man. I'm basically the same way I was when I was younger, man. Just a little more mature, man. But I, I, I always was, you know, young kid full of life, ready to have fun. You know, occasionally I got into a little mischief. You know what I'm saying? But uh, for the most part, man, you know, as a kid, it was just fun growing up. You know, on the north was, you know, be a lot of crime going down and stuff. Uh, you know, I was uh, came up in a well, part of my life, single parent household, you know what I'm saying? My parents, uh, they separated when I was like 13. And, uh, you know, I, a little bit after that, because I was already in basketball, man. I learned that basketball. Basketball really saved me from really getting into the streets like I could have. Okay. Yeah. I, I was always, hey, I was, as like they say, outside, I was always outside with it. So I was always street smart from, you know, being in the street. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, man, basketball really saved my life from getting into a lot of worse trouble than, you know, what I had than what I had to deal with, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, you know, out here on the north side, man, be so much going on. You can just, you can just about get into anything, man. You know what so- I'm saying? But, so would yeah. you so would you say I mean obviously the you're in your north side of, of, of Houston is the yeah. south side a little different in regards to 
Man, it's like two different cities, man. When you, you go to the north side, you, you come to the north side, it's like a whole different city from the south side because you know the culture. The culture is still, both of it is still Houston culture, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, we, we're a little different. Really, I would say the south side, the north side, and then you got the southwest, and then you know, then you got the east side. East side got their little thing, so everybody's slightly different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you come on my side of town, you know, uh, you know, we, we it's, it's mostly just, you know, blacks and Mexicans and stuff, but we know integrated. Then you go on the south side, you know, blacks, Mexicans, and whites, they, they, it's all, everything separated, you know what I'm saying? Okay. On the north, you know what I'm saying? You know, you grew up with a lot of Hispanics and, uh, you know, it's more integrated, you know what I'm saying? You could, you could tell the difference between, you know, especially back then, now, everybody, you know, I guess with the internet, everybody dress alike and everybody sound alike <laughs> and everything. You know, the internet just, to me, the internet kind of just took everybody's, uh, took everybody's, uh, I guess you could say, their own personal culture, you know, for their side of time. It took, it, it took, you know, it kind of took everybody's, uh, yeah. you know, just, just, just the swag of the, of the hood. Like, back in the day, you could tell an outside dude from a south side dude by how they dress. Yes. You know, how they care. And they have style. Even they have style. You know what I'm saying? Being from the north, we always braid it up. Yes. You know fades yeah, in it. Yeah, south side always had bow fades. It was always more leader. North side is real more roguish. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it, you know, it's thugs and criminals on both sides. So <laughs> it just, you just had a different swagger. But the streets was just a different swagger uh, depending on what side you was on. Okay. So musically at that time, as a young young teenager, what what is young Magno listening to? What, what's in the tape deck? Man, I was listening to, like, I'm gonna divide it up in the mainstream and underground. For mainstream, I was jamming a lot of uh, No Limit, Master P, like Master okay. P, that was my favorite rapper coming up. A lot of people be surprised at that, but I, I always liked the, uh, I always liked the feel that I got from listening to P, you know what I'm saying? So I was always listening to Master P. See what album? Give me, a, give me an album. Give me a Master P album. My favorite album is Ghetto Dope, man. Make no, okay. no mistake. My favorite album is Ghetto Dope. You know what I'm saying? Came out late 1997, man. Yes. I thought, I thought it was maybe like 16 then, man. That was, that was my soundtrack, man. I love Ghetto Dope. That's my favorite album. And uh, yeah, man, you know, I listened to a lot of that. And then for the underground, I was listening to Screwed Up Click. You know what I'm saying? I was listening Already. to Scoot Up Click, and then, uh, you know, Swish House was starting to get bigger and bigger. You know what I'm saying? So like around 9, 7, 9, 8, but you talking about like, when I was, you know, a young teenager coming up, man, I'm listening to, to Scoot Up Click, and, you know, Cash Money. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Swish House, you know, well, Swish House wasn't out yet, but Scoot Up Click, Cash Money, No Limit, Rap A Lot. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to like Starface and Ghetto Boys. I like them too. Fifth World Boys. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I, I was one of them dudes that listened to stuff that, you know, came from my hometown. And I did, I did like, uh, I did like, you know, for like East Coast, I like the Rough Riders. 
and, and okay. Rockefeller and, and you know I like the stuff like that you know what I'm saying so pretty jam down south pretty pretty broad broad sort of listening to so what about um you mentioned cash money so that, yeah. that, that, that that's a, a a wide selection there any anybody else what about um Magnolia Slim aka Soldier Slim Oh yeah, you know, shoot, he was with No Limit, so I was already, I was already on him. You know, he joined that little kind of nine seven, nine six, nine seven, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I had his album, I had all his albums, man. Even when he had went to jail, and he came back home, and he came out with uh the the streets. What was it called? It was a long title, wasn't it? Made me. Yes, made me. Yeah, I want to say the streets made me. But yeah, man, when he came back home. Yeah, man, I had all of that. I had, I had given to a rock. You know what I'm saying? Then when he came back, the streets, the streets made me. I had all that. Then he came with another one. Uh, years after, something like that. A few months, something, something. Months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had got the building in a few months, years after. Yeah, so yeah, man, I was, man, I was missing with Soldier Slim, man. Like big Soldier Slim fan, Fiend, Seymour. Uh, you know, people think that they won't buy Silver Shocker, but Charge to the Game was a hot album, man. That was fire. That, that was charge, yes. They can say what they want, but Silk know how to make albums, man. Yeah, that's what it is. You Who see, the, you see, this you is, I, I was just about to bring that up, Magnolis, because a lot of people, I mean, I didn't know this myself. Me just, you know, being a consumer of the music, I knew he rapped, his style was very, very different to most people, and he was right. very offbeat. But I thought right. it was quite different. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that everyone was like saying that he was a, a crap rapper and stuff until a lot later. Yeah. Um, but now we're hearing people rapping just like Silk the Shaka, and they're quite yeah, successful. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, they, and, and now it's cool. But man, shouts out to the OG man. So the, hey, people say what they want, man. Silk the Shaka went gold and platinum every time he dropped. So mm-hmm. hey, you know, people people can talk that mess about him, but. Everybody knew when he when he dropped the album, he knew how to make albums. You know what I'm saying? He he had good albums, and then you know he had a good supporting cast, man. You know the No Limit Soldiers as yeah. a whole. They were, you know, Neil X, Fiend, Mystical, Shoot, Big Ed, R. P. to him, Mr. Yeah. Sub. Like I, I man, I had I had all of their albums. I don't care if they had a tank on the back, I had it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they had a tank on the back. That's what I said. That's my favorite label of all time. They had a tank on the back. I'm buying it. <laughs> so I bet you got Sons of Funk and all that as well, innit? Moby Dick. Sons of Funk. I had Sons of Funk, Ghetto Commission, Prime Suspect, even the lower tier guys that people didn't really just know about. I was buying their albums, bro. Because, and it was good. It was good albums, mm. man. It was good albums. Like, it wasn't nothing that I get it. I was like, oh, man, that was right. No, it would be good because the way P did it, P knew how to cross promote. Yes. So, I mean, you know, come on, man. He, if, if every album got everybody on it. So I like Master P. I like Mystical. Like, I, I like C. Murder. Mm-hmm. I like Mirror X. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I love C. Mm-hmm. I like all of these people. I, I, I love all of these rappers. Well, every, every album had them on a different song. Yes. You know? Yeah, well, at least at least on the like half the album is the person is the person if people want to say they just whack, you still gonna like at least half the album because it's got sixty seven people that you gonna have Soldier Slim on there, yeah. Mac, 
forget Soldier Slim. I bought all the Mac albums too. Oh yeah, shout shout Free Mac. Free yeah. um, yes. Yeah, I had all I had his album, Red Red Three. You know what I'm saying? Uh Shell Shock. Like, come on man, you yeah. can't miss it, man. I I listen to all them dudes, man. Oh, yeah, and, and and Rising Paradise to uh Mr. Magic as well. Mr. Magic. I had both his albums. I had like three of his albums that he had came out with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sky's the limit. Um, I forgot the other one, the uh, the second one, uh, uh White Eyes. White Eyes. I had White Eyes and it was a one before that. Cause White Eyes I think was the third one. Oh, okay. The second album. The second album that had the Night War song on up. Oh shit, Night Yeah, yeah. Um White Eyes, I wanna say was his third the third album he did with No Limit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man. Yeah, man. I'm all of them bars, man. Like, I still got my cassettes, bro. It's your fresh I got, I listen. I my cassettes, man. Not even CDs was out yet when I was buying these stuff. It was still cassettes, man. Hey, when, when, um, when Ice Cream Man first came out, I had the on, on CD. And then, Shortly after, I went over to America to to, to see some um, some of the familiar and stuff, and I asked because the CDs were all out there at that point. So I made yeah, my yeah. my point to get all of that. I got my Wicked Ways, Mr. Mike on. No, I forgot on tape. I think I don't think they had that on well, CD. Yeah, all them bars, man. I had Scarborough album. Like man, you can't miss me. I, I was big on that stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, real talk. And yeah. I was still. Uh, I was still buying screwed up click tapes. I had the great tapes. You know what I'm saying? I'd be okay. So, Magno, ex- let's let's go into some detail about that then. So, I, I, I obviously the world should know about screw tapes. Now, right. I, I've heard about the gray tapes. Can you can you break that down? What 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 was a gray tape? Well, we want to call them gray tapes because the blank tapes that screw would do his tapes on were the gray Maxwell tapes. Okay. Whenever you have to, whenever you, it's just like no different if you want to go get some blank CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what he did. He would go get the blank tapes and then he would record his, you know, his, his mixtapes on that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what people would buy. This is the first CDs and all of that. Yeah. And so back then, those great tapes were the Maxwell tapes. That's, that's just the color of the, the blank tapes. You yes. Know, they were you know, and then later they came out with the clear Maxwell tapes. But you know that, that's you know great tapes is just you know those are just the blank tapes that he recorded his mixtapes on. Like that was still in the streets, you know, mm. still in the street with him. People would pay, you know, probably shoot ten, twenty dollars, ten, fifteen dollars for them, you know, straight from his hand. And it, as they got more and more legendary, they would pay more, you know. So in essence, the gray tapes were the earliest. Screw tapes. Yeah, yeah, that, that's 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 what the screw tape was. Yeah, but his screw mixtapes were done on those great tapes. That's why people say great tapes. Those are the earliest forms of screw tapes. You know, right. later on they was you know reduplicated on CDs. Mm. But when you tell somebody, you know, when you talk about great tapes, that's the first batch of the real stuff. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And you know what it's like. I, I, I compare it to Jordan's. You got Jordans with the Jumpman in the back, but then you got Jordans with the Nike Air in the back, and them the OGs. You know yes. what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So when somebody talking like, "Hey, I got, I got great tapes," 
Like, come on, they don't even make them no more, man. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's real. Somebody got a real great, authentic, great tape. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, like I had plot, actually, like plots and schemes. Man, you got a great tape that's plot, man. You might have sell that for a hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? You know, because everything, everything is on CDs now. Yes. The great tape. When you when somebody say great tape, they basically letting you know, hey man, I'm talking about the OG, the original. The original thing. Yes. Hey, that that let you know that person ain't no brand new listener. They've been listening for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like having the number. That's like having the number three J's or number four J's with Nike Air on the back. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna it's gonna cost a lot more than the one with the, just the jump man on the back. You know what I'm saying? Shady man, for shady. So, what made so you was doing your basketball? You know oh, that man. was keeping you occupied and you know keeping yourself at a mischief, as you say. So what? Yeah. What, what was the the move? How did we switch from balling to to flowing? Yeah, man, we'll see where it was, shoot. It was getting to the point, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, my basketball career was, I, I realized it wasn't going to go where I wanted it to go. Because, you know what I'm saying, we had a coach that switched up. Where, uh, my school had switched coaches and whatnot. And uh, it seemed like, I, you know, the coach that I had been under, first two or three years of my high school career, he wasn't there no more. And then we got a new coach and he had a whole new outlook and, and his own people that he had. Matter of fact, he had his own son come to school with him, you know what I'm saying? From another school. Wow. Was, you know, so it was it was just looking like, you know, hey, this may not be the path I'm gonna take. And I just accepted it was that, you know what I'm saying? So uh, not directly after, but I'll say maybe a year or so, Maybe after I graduated, right, right after I graduated, you know what I'm saying? Because I stopped playing maybe 11th grade year. 12th grade year, I just focused on, you know, graduating and getting up out of school. So probably that, that summer after I graduated, man, you know, I just got interested in, in doing music. I already was a writer, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. uh, I don't know, man. I was, I just got to where I would, go, I would always go online and People was doing, you know, I guess you could say, like, how can I say? It was, it, it was like a, a, it was like a little cipher. It was like a, yeah, it was like a form you could go on to, and mm-hmm. people was doing, they was like typing in they flows. You know what I'm saying? Like they would call them Texies at the back back of the game. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Fixing their flows in, and then. You know, some people will do an audio and basically you upload that and let people listen to it. So I had bought me a Radio Shack, like a little Radio Shack mic. I was working at Radio Shack long time I graduated. Mm. I bought me a little microphone. I would, I would, you know, download beats or whatever and just, I would type my flows out. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we have like tight battles, like you doing punchlines <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> Those forms with the shit back in the game, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So people will be doing that. People are, you know, you type, you type your flow in. I type my flow in, and then somebody, and then well, the first one, you know, that got five votes would win. Ah. It was early enough. It was um I, from doing that. I, I had I had acquired a bunch of friends from even the UK, man. Like it was, cause everybody from all over the world was on that. Mm. It was a 
it was a dude named Respect VA that was that used to be on that with me a lot. A lot. What year we talking? What year we talking, Magna? Talking like 2000. Wow. Early early internet days, then, right? Yeah, early internet days where people just get on the forums and just talk shit and you know, you know, just drop rhymes. You you would just drop. You know, just drop like little, you know, little rhymes. Type type in a sixteen. Mm. People like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? People would battle that way, so they had it to where you could you could battle that way, or you could battle through the audio. So we would do both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know just from doing that. I was like, man, I had a lot of people that that respected what I was doing on there. I was just you know just killing time online. So what I ended up doing was I was I started writing. You know, writing for real, like stuff that I wanted to go lay down at the studio. So I decided I was going to do a demo. So I did a demo, and uh, I was I was going to a community college at the time. Yeah, which was across, it was right across the street from my high school. So it was, you know, I wasn't that long removed from school. I just, you know, I, I never cared to rap in high school. I was all about basketball then, but then you know, I just stumbled onto this. So. I ended up doing the, I ended up, you know, doing it, writing a bunch of, you know, flows or whatever. I went to the studio, dropped a demo. Then after that, I just started passing the demo around, you know, the people, you know, at the school high. What did you, so, did, did you, did you call it anything? Was it, was it called anything? Yeah, man, I called it the, I called it the, I called it the Underground Lyricist Volume 1. Okay. And did you already have that name? Did you, did you have that the name Magnificent at that time, or? Yeah, I had Magnificent at the time. Yeah. Okay. I was going by Magnificent by then, and my partner had gave me that name. He had uh, he gave me, he he gave me that because I was like, man, I need a rap name, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he was like, man, I'll call yourself Magnificent, like special ed, you know. Guess he used to like that special ed song that I'm the magnificent. Yes. So he was like, yeah, man. You know, you, you kind of got that style like special ed. He always thought I'd rap like special ed for some reason. So he was like, man, you gotta call yourself the magnificent. I was like, I kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I went on and went on with that name. I did my demo and I made a bunch of copies of the demo. You know, when I would go to school, I would pass it around to people. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Looking back, you know what I'm saying? My quality wasn't the best. It was good. No, it was it was good to where you could put it in the car and jam it. You okay. know what I'm saying? You know, because they didn't they didn't really master it. They just kind of mixed it down, but they didn't master it. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. So they, they just made my levels good. But <laughs> I had heard it long, I had heard it a while back. I was like, dang, up <laughs> now. They quality trash. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about elevation of the game, isn't it, sibling? Elevation of the game, man. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to understand, this is before, you know, people was using, uh, you know, Pro Tools and all that. Yes. You know this is on, you know, people was mostly doing a little rollerboards. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Yeah, all that, man. So, I went on and I did that, and I was passing around, and I was getting good reviews, you know what I'm saying? I was passing around, you know, my hood. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, oh man, you keep going off, man. You know, you doing your thing. So I was just passing around. Now, T Ferris, you know, who, you know, ended up being my manager, he was going to the same community college. 
I ran into him. And really, I had seen him because he had the Swisher Highs piece on. Now, I wasn't sure who he was. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure who he was, though, because uh, back then, we had so many Swisher Highs rappers back then. Uh. I didn't know. I didn't. Nobody knew who they was because they would never be on the front cover. The, the Swisher Highs uh, mixtape wouldn't have the artist on the front cover they would just be the name of the mixtape or later on it would be drawings that you know it's really familiar he used to draw he used to draw like little drawings like the album before the capital yes the capital. yeah yeah. yeah hey was was the the day hell broke loose that was the first wish house cd i i purchased was i take it yeah. that wasn't their first that was the first major release i take it yeah that was their first actual album but it and, but it wasn't the first CD. It was just the first album. They had they had tons of mixtapes before that. Yeah. They had, had about two or three years of mixtapes before that came out. Man, <laughs> I'm just yeah. a whole load, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, before, like I say, they it, they would never be on the cover. So I didn't know who he was. I was like, far I know that could be Big Tiger, Simple, you yeah. know, Big Pick. Pick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know who it was. He just had a switch eyes piece. Turned out he wasn't a rapper. He was just, you know, somebody that was working for the company. You know what I'm saying? You know, he was doing a lot of the, you know, there's a lot of stuff that needed to be done. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like the, now he wasn't yet an A&R, but he was, I guess you could say, you know, a helper or whatever, because he was a young guy. You know what I'm saying? The same age as me, you know? So, sure, I was, I, you know, I, I didn't know who he was to be just running up on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't mind taking it to him. But I was like, man, I need to see how I'm gonna do it because you know I was still in I was still in the street with it, man. You know, yeah, yeah. I here, you don't want to come off friendly, running up, talking to people like, yo, hey, what's up? Put me on, you know. Yeah. It, it was that just wasn't that's just not the I guess you could say the coach on the mouth, just running up, hey man, you know, you know, just running up on people. Mm. So I was like, man, I'm gonna approach him. But I'm about to see how I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna make sure, you know. I got everything straight, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know who he is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, if he's a rapper, you know, he, why he care to help me, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, my partner, I had a partner, you know what I'm saying, who I'm still cool with to this day, my boy Tino. Tino, he knew him. So, at the time, i never forget, you know what I'm saying, my whip was in the shop. So, I had to call my boy, you know what I'm saying? He had a way home from the schoolhouse. I had to call my boy, I said, hey, say, man, you know, so I'm gonna need a way to the crib, you know. Mm. Come, you know, my class gonna let out at such and such time, you know what I'm saying? You come scoop your boy, man, you know, my shit ain't gonna be out the shop till like the next day or so. He was like, bet, you know what I'm saying? So he came to scoop me up. When he came to scoop me up, shoot, I, I say, hey, I say, I, I had seen Chief Fred. I say, man, you know it, you know that dude, that man. You ever seen him around? Say, this is this dude with the switch eyes piece. He always, he, he be walking around, you know, he, he ever really taking classes up here. I said, man, I want to, I want to get my CD to him. You know what I'm saying? But I just ain't had a chance to run into him. You know, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to see him. And there he go, right there. He say, Jeff. He say, man, I know him. <laughs> he said, man, he said, I went to U of HD with him the first semester. He, you know, U of H, U downtown. I said, no shit. I said, we're back. I said, I was gonna, I, I was just waiting to see him the next time I see him. I was gonna give him this, this CD. You know, last time I seen him, I didn't have my stuff ready. I ain't wanna go up to him just, 
bumping and then have my shit ready, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to have everything together, you know? So he was like, man, that's my boy, man. I know him, man. He said, come on, man, I'm going to give him a CD. So, boom, got off the whip, went over there. And sure enough, that was, you know, he knew him. You know, dude, hey, what's up, you know, you know. So, boom, I'm, he's like, man, this is my boy, man. He's rapping. You know what I'm saying? He just want to hand you a CD, you know. Woo-de-woo, woo-de-woo. I was like, yeah, man, I've been meeting with, you know, chunking to you the next time I've seen you. I've seen you before. Hey, anyway, I just, you know, my first time seeing you again. I want to have my shit together and let you check me out. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, that's a bet. Let's check it out right now. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, I want to listen to it away from me. So he didn't like this shit. I ain't got to see it, you know? <laughs> so, he was like, man, he said, well, check it out now. So we went back to my boy T's car. He got this, you know, loud ass system. He popped the shit in, turned it up. You know what I'm saying? And T Fred was checking it out. He was like, man, you know, you going, man. Hey, was, you know, I was like, damn, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was like, you know what? He said, man, I'm going to help you out, man. I like your shit, man. You know what I'm saying? He said, what I'm going to do. I'm gonna let I'm 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 gonna let Watts check it out. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna I can't make no promises because you know, you know Watts real particular can't make no promises. Mm-hmm. But hey man, I'm I'm you know I give my word. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him check it out. He said in the meantime I'm gonna let my boy, my boy Bull check it out. He's talking about DJ Bull, Bull, Bull Rest. So I'm gonna okay. let my boy Bull check it out. He say if Bull fuck with it, Bull working on the tape right now. If he fuck with it, he'll put you on something. So I was like, bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, thank you. So he was like, for sure, man. I appreciate it, dog. You know, keep on grinding. I was like, bad, man. That's bad. So maybe a week or so later, you know what I'm saying? We go down there. We go down there, you know, to, uh, to, I felt to, uh, Huntsville, you know what I'm saying, with Charlie Boy and all them at. And I get on, I get on the dirty fair tape. You know what I'm saying? And that was my first, I guess you could say, that really was my first appearance, you know. What truck was that, Magno? That was, uh, that was, was that? Texas Takeover. That was the mixtape, Texas Takeover. Okay, I got that. I got that. And it was freestyle with me and Trinity and Charlie Boy and Big Red. That was my first, that was my first flow in the game. You know what I'm saying? That was, that came out late 2001. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it came that. out late 2001, so ever since that flow, I've been in the game, you know what I'm saying? And then, I guess Watts got wind of that, and then uh, when Final Chapter 2K2 dropped, which was that was, a, was, another, that was a, my first switch house tape that I got on, Final Chapter 2K2 dropped, I jumped on that. You know what I'm saying? And, and that came out, and you know what I'm saying? I just been rocking with Swisher House ever since, you know what I'm saying? But a fun fact, I was on I was on a very third mixtape before I was on the Swisher House mixtape. So what what was the, the, the what's the connection with Dirty Third and Swisher House? Is it is it T Ferris alone or is there another connection? Well, well we, we we were pretty cool with them. Uh T Ferris, you know what I'm saying? He uh he had a lot of connections with them because I wanna say he was he was he might have went to school out there before uh, well, I know he, you know, when the was, was Bill had, Bill had a store out there in Huntsville. He only did he have his record label. He had a record store. You know what I'm saying? Oh. 
So we had a record store out there, so T Ferris would have to go out there and uh, drop a lot of mixtapes off over there. Yeah. So when he would go out there to drop mixtapes, I'm sure he had, you know, he had attained a, a, a rapport with them. You know what I'm saying? He didn't gain the rapport from them from having to go out there, you know, and always drop off mixtapes to DJ Bull. You know? Yay. From him, from him being cool with them, you know what I'm saying? That's how, you know, I was able to get on that mixtape first. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Because I thought it was, obviously, I'd, I, you know what, actually, thinking about it, I don't think I've got the pre-recorded copy of um, Texas Tape Takeover. That was volume one, right? Didn't they go to volume five or something like that? No, no. All right, see that in there. No, Texas Takeover was just a, that was just a one-off mixtape. That uh, what, what that came out. Yeah, the Texas Takeover. I don't know if somebody else might have came out with a, a compilation of the same name, but yeah, from Bay Third Records, he just had you know G Texas Takeover. Okay, okay. And he had a lot of he had a lot of Swish Eyes members on there. He had a lot of uh, SUC members. You know, he had like Zero, Youngster, Simper, J Dog, Lamario. You know, myself. Uh, man, there's a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, a, it was yeah, it was very legendary, man. It was a great take for me to come out on, man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. So, we do the 33rd mixtape, then we do the Swisher House, yeah, Swisher House Final Chapter 2K2. Yeah, I came out with that. Uh, and, I, I came out on that. That was my first, you know, Swisher House appearance. And so how then, how many how many more mixtapes did you do before we you did the collab um, on the first round draft picking all three? Yeah. Well, that, yeah, I was just going to say, but the next mixtape we came out with after that was called The Warning, and uh, by that time, Mike Jones had got down with Swisher House. I probably was with Swiss Shiles maybe a maybe a month or two before he got down. Right. So by the time uh the, the next tape after Final Chapter 2K2 was the warning, and that had three freestyles from me and Mike. And me and Mike already knew each other from high school. Like I already knew who Mike Jones was. Who? You know, Mike Jones. Yeah. <laughs> We already we already knew each other already, you know what I'm saying? So when he got down, like it was it was already a, a report out. We already had a chemistry, you know what I'm saying? You know, we used to hoop, hoop against each other, all of that. So we already knew each other. You know, we played each other in Little League, we went to high school together. So it, it, it was pretty organic. Excellent. So I know obviously there was um there's been a parting of way of ways. Are y'all too cool now or Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. We cool, man. You know what I'm saying? We we still check on each other to this day and talk, you know what I'm saying? Like we had part of ways then, you know, but we never really had a uh I guess you could say a real falling out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We never had a real falling out. It's just that, you know, we I, I guess you could say we just we just seen things differently, you know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, yes, yes. I looked at it like, you know, at the time, I looked at it like, hey, you know, we solo artists, but we still a group, 
you know, and we should do things like a group, you know. But I mean, we just kind of, we just, you know, looking back, I look back at it, man. Hey, we was young, bro. You know, we was young. We was, you know, gaining a bunch of fame and starting to make a, you know, a lot of money real quick. And you know, you, you get at the two dudes from the hood that ain't really just used to having it like that. You know, one person may handle it a certain way, another person handle it another way. You know, and then looking back, you know, you know, I don't know what what his aspirations was, you know, concerning that. You know, some people looking at it like, hey, I'm ready to go out and be the best solo artist. You know, some people want to, hey, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and put our group on top first. It just, you know, some people look at it different, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you know, we didn't, you know, put all that to the side. Like I said, we didn't never really have a real falling out. It never was a time to where if I would see him in person, you know, I got to worry about if it's going to be some clicks or anything or it's going to be any kind of smoke. It was never that. He, he, he would never have to worry about no smoke from me. I'd have to worry about no smoke from him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it didn't. It, it didn't really come across that way. To be fair, it's from from what I right. from what I could see from an outsider's point. It does seem like potentially some kind of business arrangement or whatever. And you know, yeah. it, 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 it worked. Mm. It worked. Now, you know, I gotta be honest. You know, it was a lot of stuff that I felt that he could have did a lot better as far as concerning our group and our legacy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and we we had those. We had those disagreements, you know what I'm saying? And I've, you know, people, you know, heard the new print, you know what I'm saying? I kind of voiced them, you know what I'm saying? But it didn't come from a, a place of malice or nothing like that. It just came from a little place of disappointment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, anybody that know me and him, they know me and him always had that type of relationship where we could argue about something. And I wouldn't call it arguing, it's, you know, I like to a say discourse. A discourse. Yeah, we, we have a discourse about it, but man, we'll we'll debate on something for an hour. You know what I'm saying? And if you listen to if you just listening to him, I guarantee you somebody'll be like, Man, I understand, I can understand where he's coming from. But if you just listen, if you listen to me, you'll understand where I was coming from. So it just kind of depends on how people look at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it you know, it just is what it is. Mike, Mike always been my guy. We, you know, I've been known since I was 14 years old, man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm proud of what Mike ended up doing. You know what I'm saying? He ended up becoming a household name. Oh, you know, definitely. it was never, it was never no hate, you know, from me or whatever, because I couldn't, I couldn't hate on him because if anybody, if, if anybody would bring, if anybody would speak on me in the rap game. It, it probably won't be five minutes before they'll have to bring up Mike Jones' name. So we were we was joined at the hip in that in that way. You know what I'm saying? So his legacy was our legacy. What he was able to do was was started with us in the underground. So oh yeah, you know that's my love, man. And like I said, we me and him still call, talk to each other to this day. You know, my I just lost my grandfather a few weeks. My grandmother, not my grandfather, but my grandmother a few weeks ago, and you know. He hit me up and, you know, had some good encouraging words to say, you know, that's my dude, man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. That's my dude. What, is, there, um, is there any potential opportunity of um, the dynamic duo coming back? And um... Definitely, man. Definitely. We, we actually had, 
you know, a couple of years ago, we was trying to put some stuff together, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We were trying to put some stuff together. We actually done, you know, recorded a couple of new tracks. One of the tracks is called All Good that you can look up on YouTube. And, you know, we had like a little, little studio video that we did to it, you know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah, it's a track called All Good with me and him both on it, you know what I'm saying? We had did another one that's, you know, still unreleased, and we had a whole lot more that was pinned up and ready to go. But I know he's in the midst of doing a solo, so he's in the midst of trying to get a solo and then a compilation for his label. You know, he's still Ice Age? Train. Ice Age Entertainment? Okay. Yeah, it's Ice Age Money Train now. Money Train is where he mostly go by, but it's still Ice Age. It's called the Ice Age Money Train. So he's doing a compilation for that and he's doing a solo. And then after that, we're talking about doing possibly doing uh, DP2, Drop X, Drop Picks 2. Yeah, yeah. That needs to be done, mate. That needs to be done. That that, that will solidify the uh, the legacy. And, and also, it's because so much time has elapsed as well, it'd be, it, it would be very, very interesting to hear the growth and development oh, in regards to the flows, the lyrics, and the beats as well. Man, you know what? The thing about it, man, it, I'm telling you, you, you can check out, you know, the one like that. T- check out the All Good tape or the All Good record, I should say, that we did. Mm-hmm. Man, we drop a tape now, man. I, the, the chemistry's still there. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. you, you still get the same, you know, Magno and Mike Jones. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going to come with the lyrics. You know, he's still going to come with the game spitting. Ain't, ain't none of that changed, you know what I'm saying? And I was even surprised, and I, I guess he was even surprised that we still had that chemistry, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it was just like jumping back on a bike, you know what I'm saying? You know, what he do and what I do is different, but when you put it together, it complement each other pretty well. Very so, much so. You know, you, know, that, you know, that's my boy, man, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I support whatever he got going, whatever he do, you know, he just recently got the 281-330 number back going. <laughs> he called me out of nowhere a couple of weeks ago. He called me out of nowhere. He just hit me up. I'm looking at my phone. It's imagine, you know, you, you know this number is historic. Exactly. <laughs> looking at my phone, like 281 330 I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I answer the phone. Hey, Spade, man. Hey, man. I answer the phone. I said, man, what's up, dog? I didn't know who it was. Nobody's going to have that number for him. I said, man, what's up, dog? He said, I got that bitch back, boy. <laughs> I say, man, I say, you got the number back for real? Like, how you do this? How you get the number back? He ain't had this number 15 years, probably, man. How you get the number, man? He was like, man, I got that bitch back. Just know. I say, damn, man. So, you know, we chop a game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, we like, man, we, like, he was the same Mike from when we was Mike Gregg, man. Like, he, you know, it'll never be, it'll never be no real bullshit between me and him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's no different than just, you know, arguing with your partner on some bullshit and then y'all put that shit to the side. You know, it just look, it just always gonna look a little worse when the music and business is incorporated, you know what yes. I'm saying? Corporate yes. money, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you know, he's the same Mike and I'm, I'm the same me, you know what I'm saying? There ain't never been nothing. But he tripped me out when he called me from that number. I was like, damn, nah, you got that bitch back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For shiggity. He's a fool, man. So, you know, 
Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been up for a while. Call him up. You know, we we still here with it. It's just that shoe. You know, we just need to drop a project because I know everybody want it. Hey, I've got um a, a, a question regarding the um some of these some of the interludes you had with Uncle Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> who is who is Uncle Leroy? Is that actually your uncle? <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, a lot of people, I think a lot of people have figured out that was me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of people end up figuring it out. So I ain't gonna keep, I ain't gonna keep putting people a leg about it. But yeah, that was, that was basically me, you know what I'm saying? Just having fun, you know? I, I felt that was adding a little bit, you know? So I, I'm always so lyrical and just, you know, mm. always on the rap, rap, you know, rappers, rapper type thing. Yeah. Oh, Uncle Leroy was just me having fun and just uh, you know <laughs> being uh being entertaining. You know yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, man. Some, some uh, originality. Yeah, exactly, man. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't nobody doing that too much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, one too too many people weren't doing that, having like little alter egos and characters. This you know is it. This is it. So also another another excellent example. <clears throat> um in regards to the, not just the music, not just the lyrics, not just the, the movements. Um, the independent game, how Texas really, in my opinion, I can be corrected, um, really changed that game and really showed that you don't need to be running to major labels for, for distribution. If you can make, create quality content and put it out there and have it available, you can sell 20, 30, 50,000 underground, no problem. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, man. I think Texas is the reason why they ended up coming with all the streaming and all of the, you know, the internet shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I think, I think that's, I think we're the reason why that came to pass because prior to all of that, you know, man, we was making so much money down here, man. Boys was really having bread. I'm talking about from us from the rappers who dropped the tapes to the CEOs to the the uh the store owners, you know what I'm saying? To the store owners that had the stores that had to retail the music. Everybody was having money and none of us had to go through no major label. So, you know, they 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 eventually realized that. I mean, and I'm gonna be honest, you know what I'm saying? Just, just you know, coming from a pro-black perspective, mm-hmm. I feel like they did that. Also, because you got a lot of, you know, black people that's making legitimate money. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And not having to involve, you know, nobody white. Just being honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you think about it, you had black producers, black people that's pressing up the music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> black, uh, uh, you know, how can I say it? The, the guy that do all the recording or whatnot, you know what I'm saying? The engineers and all that. The engineers, the mastering. There you go. Yeah. You got black engineers, black CEOs, black artists. Once I press up the music and, and once I make the music, press it up. I'm going to a black-owned store. You know what I'm saying? That's going to retail the music. You got black and and black, white, and every other race coming in. Buying that music, so what that mean? You got the you got the Asian dollar, you got the white dollar, you got the Mexican dollar. 
Yeah. All that is going to a black person's uh, record store. That black record store got to pay us whenever we bring our music to that black record store. It's going to a black person myself. Whenever I want to make some more music, I'm paying a black producer. I'm paying. So all of those dollars, all of those different color dollars is turning black and not going back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're talking about, you're talking about the, the black dollar rotating. All of those, all of those different color, non-black dollars it's getting into the black community and turning black and not going back. Yeah. Because once they come, once they come to that black store and buy that black music, okay, that money comes to me whenever I bring, whenever I re up or they re up on, on new music for me, that's coming to me. And I'm finna go pay a black producer or a black engineer to record me or black. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So, you got a lot of this, you got all this money that's, you know what I'm saying, rotating in the black community and it, the white man can't eat off of it. He ain't getting a chance to eat off of it. So you know what they say? Hey, close all these stones down. That's, and if you remember, that's when DJ Drama and all them, you know what I'm saying? When he got, got, they, when he got, got sued got, by Universal. Yeah, they got raided by the feds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And all of that crap, you know what I'm saying? So that basically what went down down here. Man, all of the promoter, I mean, not promoters, but all of the, the store retailers down here, it started getting locked up. Everybody that had a big store that was selling, they started getting locked up or they had to hurry up and close their store. I had people in Memphis, I had people in St. Louis, I had people everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I had a, a, just a, a Rolodex full of contacts that had stores wherever they live mm-hmm. and they would, you know, they would buy product, you know what I'm saying? Buy product by the dozens mm-hmm. because I had multiple, I had multiple uh, titles, you yes. know what I'm saying? They want 30 of this one, 30 of that, 20 of that, 10, 15 of that, 20 of that, 20. Yeah, so, you know, but guess what? They had, to, they had them close all those retailers down, all the retailers got closed down. So once you close them down, now, now what's the next move? They know music still got to get out there, still is the man. Okay, well now you, we got CD Baby and we got Disco Distro Kid and we got this and that. So if you wanna, you wanna distribute your music, you can, but you got to do it through through us. So boom, they made it to where they could eat off us again. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So now, every now every artist, if if you got a new project, we don't care who you are. If you got a new project. You gotta upload it online. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> upload it online. So what that is, that's basically just the white man eating off us again. You know what I'm saying? They, so I, I just always felt like Texas being independent and us showing everybody else how to do it. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta, I gotta tilt my hat to, to the Bay too, cause they was independent as well. Oh yes. You know what I'm saying? JT the big figure. Yeah, that Bay, man. I got, I got to give it to them, too, man. They the only other region that I know that was on their independent shit like this, too. You know what I'm saying? But Definitely. You, know, you take the Bay, you take Texas, I feel like we the reason why they had to go ahead and start doing this streaming stuff and uploading, you know, the online distribution. I feel like we the reason why they came up with that. Because, hey, you got all these, you got all these young black entrepreneurs that's coming out with, you know, new music that the white man can't eat off of. 
You know what I'm saying? Slim Thug had a Bentley before the deal. Exactly. I remember that. <laughs> so, yeah. and, you got, and, he, and, and the labels were trying to sign to him and they weren't coming with the right money. He's like, fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? They weren't coming with the right money. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we hats off to Slim Thug because he, he was an inspiration for all us too. You know what I'm saying? The rest of the people that was doing music come up. We like, man, Slim ain't even much caring about no deal. We trying to get it like Slim. Slim getting it straight independent. Yeah. Ain't worried about no deal. You know what I'm saying? Ain't sweating about a deal. And and living just like the ones that got deals. So, you know what I'm saying? So, that, so you know, that's the thing, man. They, they end up feeling like, hey, you know, we, we got to do something about this. If the record label, if the if the record industry is going to still, it's going to continue to thrive, or we don't want it to die, we got to do something about these underground, these underground millionaires, man. These dudes that's underground making this money, man. We got to close down these record shops. You know what I'm saying? Say that they're doing piracy. You know? Yeah, yeah, I hear. We, we need to accuse them of piracy. You know, shut down these record shops. That was all done. That was all done by design, man. They shut all these record shops down. So we shut all the record shops down. We don't got nobody to sell our stuff to. We don't got nobody to sell our stuff to. You know, then the the, the I guess you could say the the fans they don't got nowhere to go to get it. You know, now they gotta go online. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And look for stuff and stream like people. Linewire already was a thing back then. You know. So Very good points. Good point. And also, what what that what that did that that what you've just laid out eloquently is that took a, that took the experience of purchasing, going to your record store, and depending on the relationship you had, they would see you. And like for instance, my my, my let me I'll, I'll tell you a personal story. So I used to go to a specific shop in Birmingham called Tempest Records because me and my uh-huh. friends used to purchase so much music from there they would tailor and, and and go for certain genres of music and and, and record labels so they knew we would we would buy no limit we would buy rap a lot swisher house and the list would go on and then some of the bass stuff some memphis stuff so yeah they, we would go in and there'd be a huge pile of records tapes and cds and we would just look look through okay and, and we would make that purchase we didn't make the purchase we would put the headphones on and we'd have a listen okay yeah this is not didn't know about this artist okay and we would yeah. make the purchase now <laughs> as you've highlighted you don't there's no physically going into a shop anymore it's all Spotify right. title you're not physically handling the CD you're not opening right. it up and reading who produced this album oh it was Mike Dean who produced it oh it was it was Crazy C or it was Beatle One or you know Manny Fresh you know the list goes on mm. Platinum's platinum sounds. Um, yeah. None of the user you're so dis disassociated from the exp- the experience of actually physically holding a piece of um, <laughs> a CD or a tape or a vinyl, which is now coming back out here. Um, but you just it's just album. It's just artists. Like if Pen and Pixel was still around, they they would make a killing now because you know everyone. It's all about the visual arts now. That's what's per- yeah. you know, that's what people are buying. It's the, it's the album cover and the potential name. And I'll hear 30 seconds of a track. Uh, yeah, I like the sound of that. I'll buy that for a dollar or whatever it is. Or I'll buy the whole album. Right. 
and, and you know what? And that's that's basically what it. That's how it damaged us down here because you gotta understand. You know, I would before I drop a tape, I could promote it at all the stores for a few months before, so I can come out with flyers, come out with posters. I go take them to all the stores, mail them out to all the stores. Then I hang them up. You know what I'm saying, and all of that. And then, you know, what what when the tape drop. People ready to get it because they've been seeing the poster. You know, just like you said with the cover and everything. Hey, I, I make a big blue up version of that as a poster. He was like, oh man, when that's dropping, I want that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then my stuff drop. Then when it drop, I come and do an install. I set up a deal with the store and, and I go and do an install where I can go down and meet everybody. And, you know, basically I'm meeting great. That's what an install is down here. I'm coming down there and, and you know, Say if I'm dropping tape, hey, I'm gonna go to Dallas. You know what I'm saying? I do. I may do two or three different installs in the Dallas Fort Worth area. I'm gonna go to this store. I'm gonna go to Arlington. I'm gonna go to Fort Worth, Dallas, South Dallas, whatever, and and do an install. Have to do a meet and greet. You know what I'm saying? People buying the CD. I'm signing it right there. Like that's a whole, like you say, that's a whole experience. You know what I'm saying? I may freestyle with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's good. Everybody got. It ain't just you listening to my CD. You get to meet and greet with me and chill, chop game, talk. Tell me what songs you like on my last CD. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tell me which ones you want to, who you want me to, to rap with the next CD. And hey, you have to do a song with such and such and all that. You know what I'm saying? It was an experience, and it, it kind of took away. It took it kind of took away that uh, I guess you could say, you know, being able to touch. You know what I'm saying? Now it's now it's more just straight online. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I mean, it's cool, you know what I'm saying? Because people can, you're more accessible to people in a yes. way, but, but at the end of the day, nothing beats being in person with that yes. music and, and, and really being the, being able to meet the person or, or buy the CD strictly from me. There's a bunch of my fans where, hey, they bought my CD straight from me. Yeah. And got a chance to chop game and talk and, you know what I'm saying? Get to know me personally or whatever, you know, oh man, you know. So every time I would drop a CD, boom, it'll be a, the same person. I'd have made a fan for life. They didn't, you know, they came to the first, you know, one or two installs and meet and greets that I had. Now they coming back again. Hey man, we back again, man. We, you know, <laughs> we drop another one. You know we had to come support you, my boy. Now yeah. they feel like they, they support and they partner. It ain't like, oh, it's just this rapper I know. So they be like, no, nah, Magnum, my boy, you know what I'm saying? You know, so and and on top of that, you know, I used to meet a lot of uh, like like club promoters and stuff. So now, just for me doing this install, I'm dropping a CD and I'm coming out here to the meet and greet. I, I now I got constant shows coming from this guy. He gonna you know book me, you know, every other two months or so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, it used to work out like that. Sometimes other rappers would be there. Hey man, we knew you was gonna have an install down here, man. We, we want to get you on this track. Oh man, get me on the track. So it would just work out. You take all that away, it just took away from the whole experience of stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, now people just, you know, people just going online. You know, I stream this, I stream that. They don't know. A lot of my fans just didn't know when I was coming out with nothing. You know what I'm saying? When I would drop something, they they would get it eventually, but I didn't get that same out the gate. Yeah, that same out the gate uh, support because they just didn't know I was dropping. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just, you know, it just kind of, 
it kind of changed things down here. But like I say, I, I just feel like they did that because you know they seen you know it was a bunch of young black entrepreneurs out here just getting to the money, and they still are. You know, we still is out here doing it, man. You know, it's just the fact that you know it was a lot. A lot more better then, you know what I'm saying? You, oh yeah. You, you really didn't need them for nothing. Now, man, you, you gotta upload your stuff to to the online distributors if you wanted to be able, you know, get a chance to be heard. Yeah. So I hear, I hear, um, Southwest host wholesale is coming back in a digit and yeah. digitally, aren't they? Yeah, I've heard about that too. You know what I mean? I heard about that too. I'm not sure. How, how, you know, how exactly they gonna do it with this climate, but I've definitely heard about that too. Me and Mike, we've, we've talked about that. You know, that's mm. definitely who, who, who we would go through if we were to do another project, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know, I've definitely heard about that, man. That's, that's some good news and trustfully that that can make a, make a, a change basically. And, and, and kind of, that could, that could be an equalizer and bring back things back into balance to how things kind of were yeah. in the past. I definitely feel so too, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, you know, I know technology, you know, done already you know, surpassed this, but I ain't gonna lie, I wish, I wish it could go back to having, you know, going to record, to retail stores again, but then that would mean people have to still listen to CDs. Now, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people I know still listen to CDs, like, yeah, you know, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I, I'm a person that used the aux cord a lot. I use the aux cord a lot. I ain't gonna front. I use it a lot, bro. But at the end of the day, what, you know what I'm saying? I still listen to the CD, like for the stuff that I have on CD. Yeah. I go ahead and listen to that because the CD just provided a better sound quality to me than the aux cord. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, for somebody who got a system, I mm. think you put the CD in. The system hit a little bit harder. And it's a little more clear. It's, the clarity is a little better and on rich. the on the CD than it than it is on the aux cord. You know what I'm saying? Definitely richer sounds. It, it's just, it's it's all better. It's all good, mate. All good on, on that there, yeah. that there format. Um, a question relating to um, yeah, I don't know if you can answer this, but I'm gonna throw it out there. Um, Prince J, rap a lot. Uh-huh. Um, has you know he he obviously must have seen the success of of, of Swisher House and SPC SUC uh-huh. um, yeah. color changing click um, yeah. boss hog outlaws did he did uh, did Jay not think you know has he did he not approach any of you guys and say look I want to maybe distribute or when you sign you unwrap a lot for a deal or anything like that? Well, no, he didn't really have to do that because he was already doing business with Asylum. He was he was already, I, I want to say he was, you could say he was like the president of Asylum during that oh. time. He, he was already in on, you know, with Asylum. So, oh. yeah, and, and Asylum was distributing, you know, Swisher Highs and, you know, a few other people that was down here, as well as you know, a few acts across the south. But yeah, he didn't have to approach it directly because he was already in business with the uh, the, the distributing label, which is Asylum. Okay, see, see, from <clears throat> from a from a fan's layman point of standpoint, I didn't know any of that. And for 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 me back then, if I saw something with Rappler on it. As I said, I'm purchasing it. If I see Swisher House, 
if I see dope house records on it, if I see suave house records on it, Asylum to me was, you know, it was like an intermediate, so I didn't really know nothing about that there. Yeah, well, well, the thing is, you know, when it came to to dealing with people down south, and especially in H-Time, you know, Asylum was smart enough to know, well, you got to understand, like, Rap a lot had a distribution deal at the time with Asylum. I think that's one of the Zero albums came out under them too. But you gotta know that, you know, Jay, he, he the godfather, you know, down south, especially Texas, and especially, especially H-Time. Yep. So, you know, if anybody, you know, when people come down here, they usually holler at the big homie first, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and you know, as far as doing business, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, I mean, shoot. Hey, if you would have approached me, I would have been down and do some music with him. Like, that's, man, that's legendary. That's, that's the OG, you know what I'm saying? Really yeah. been, if you would have approached me directly, I definitely would have been down, you know what I'm saying? Mm. He, he definitely gonna put you on another level, you know what I'm saying? But we're already doing business with Asylum. So, right, right, yeah. right. Um. You've clearly worked with a, a lot of different artists. Is there is there artists? Is there an, a, an, a few artists or an artist you would like to work with who you haven't worked with? Oh man, I, I don't work with so many people. Like you say, man, is oh man. I mean, man, I really I don't. It don't really matter with me. I, I work with anybody, man. You know what I'm saying? I like, I like, you know, I like a lot of what, you know, the young guys that's out. Me, I ain't gonna lie, I'm real old school with it, you know what I'm saying? I still listen to old school people as far as, like, people that was out when I was yes. coming up, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know, I still listen to Ghetto Boys or, you know, Master P or, mm-hmm. you know, I still listen to Street Military. Or, oh, yes, yes. Barrow, like, uh, KB, yep. Yeah, uh, man, you know. I still like Botany Boys. Like, hey, I'm, I'm just an old head at heart, man. You know what I'm saying? Kiki, you know, I like it all of them. But then, you know, I like what the youngsters is doing, man. You know, I like, what, you know, people like Sauce Walker and all the, the little young guys that's coming up in H-Time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I've, tired, you, know? I've, you see, I, um, now you've mentioned that name, I'm going to, I'm going to search, I'm going to go peep that there because I don't, I don't check for none of these new people, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. H-Time, we got some new boys that's out doing their thing, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, in Afghanistan, they kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's like a clique of rappers. They're not like a group, but it's like a clique of rappers, you know, in Afghanistan. That's like, you know, like my, my BG, uh, Big Cab, you know what I'm saying? Big Bad Cab, he doing his thing. Uh... Uh, 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 what's my boy's name? You know, there's a bunch of these youngsters out doing their thing, man. You know, JP doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? He's he's on his note. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, OTB Fast Lane. He's doing his thing. You know, I, you know, these youngsters is it, it, it pretty good, man. You know what I mean? So I like I like what they're doing too. But like I said, for the for the most part. I be jamming them old heads, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Already, man. Already, dog. You know what I mean? I'm just old school with it, man. I hear that, man. I hear that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man. It's, it's, man, I work with anybody, man. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's, you know, any of the old heads, any of the youngsters, 
I work with anybody, man. I don't really know. I don't really have a preference. At the beginning of my career, I probably would have. I could have probably told you better who I would want to work with, but then I don't. I don't been on tracks with just about everybody that I, you know, that I like or came up with. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, it's all good, man. Even you know, done stuff with Fabulous. You know what I'm saying? When I was up there, you know, in New York. Cause I was, I had did a little, I had a little stint with Dead Storm. Oh you know, yes, 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 yes. So how? So yeah. Um, how did all that work? What What was was it like a like a, a, a was it like a full label deal kind of thing or was it like a an well, artist we event? To, well, what, what it was, we was trying to we was trying to uh, get a, a label situation for Desert Storm South. With, you know what I'm saying, along with DJ Clue and uh, DJ Storm. You know what I'm saying? DJ Storm is DJ Clue's cousin who lives down here in H-Time. Okay. So that's how I met Clue through his cousin. And we flew up to New York and, you know, I got a chance to meet him and deal with him, you know, do some work with him. And I went up there probably about three or four times, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, got some work done and the last time I went, that's how I uh, was able to appear on Fabulous Loso's Way, the mixtape. Sibling, I, I even heard that, man. I'm going to have to go peep that there. I did not know you'd done a chat yeah. with Fab. Yeah, he, he got a... I want to I say it's like a street album because it wasn't necessarily a mixtape, mixtape, but it was like an album, a photo album type yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was called Loso's Way. You know what I'm saying? Fabulous Loso's Way, the mixtape. You know what I'm saying? We got a, uh, got a, it's a song called Smoking and Sipping. <laughs> yeah, fabulous, yeah, fabulous feature of me and Paul Kane, Smoking and Sipping. Right. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, check that out, man. You know what I'm saying? That's, out there on the East Coast, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's like a classic one right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So, yeah, man, I, down here, you know, shoot, I done had a song with just about everybody that's, in my Swisher House collective, man, from, you know, Lil Yo to Big Pig, you know, Big Tiger, Slim Thug, you know, okay. everybody, everybody, you know, Dirty Thug, Charlie Boy, the Rhino, Tight, you know what I'm saying, DSR, Big Tuck, Tom Tom. Oh, Tom and them as well, in it? Of course. Yeah, them my boys, man, you know, shout out him, Tuck, you know, Lil Runny. Shoot, addiction. Fat Beasy. Fat Beasy, yeah, that's my boy, Fat Beasy. Yo, Fat Beasy was on collection plate. He's cold, you know, man. man. Yeah, man, them the homies, man. Them my boys, man. They held me down a lot of times out there in that Dallas period, man. Them good people out there. Shouts out to G-Load, CEO of DSR. You know what I'm saying? All them boys, man, them good people, man. You know what I'm saying? Double, double, really do. All them boys, man. For people, man. Are they yeah. are, are they still producing producing music and stuff? Yeah, them boys still doing music, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to say Lil Runny just dropped some. Tom Tom just did some with Lil Flip. You know what I'm saying? I know Tuck still doing shows. Yeah, you know? I, I see Tuck. He's he's uh, he's he's doing his 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 um grown man stuff, man, for sure. Doing them concerts yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, man. Everybody is still working, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, these are all the clicks. When I was coming up, man, we all came up together. You know what I'm saying? Dirty third, third degree from San Antonio with Kyle Lee. Yeah, yeah, Miles yeah. 
you know what I'm saying? They still doing thing, you know, 33rd, 3rd degree, saw. Shoot, my switch eyes thick. We all, you know, we all came up together, man, just holding it down, man, you know. So I, I you know, did music all of them, you know. Then, you know, we did the, uh, we did the Willie Do family thing. That was me, Rhino, Charlie Boy, Bavu Blakes, yes. Mike Moody, you know what I'm saying, Judge Jeezy. So we, yeah, man, we, yeah, we, I, I just had a long, you know, long, fun career, man. It's been 19 years, man, you know. It's, you know, a long Still doing the thing and still doing the thing, sibling. That's that's the most yeah, important yeah. thing. Still yeah. producing good content. This is the thing. Um, unfortunately, well, this is down to, I think everyone needs to grow and stuff, but I think some of some rappers who, um, who have a, a legacy, when well, they when they do newer music, they tend to try a little bit too hard, kind of thing. Whereas, I yeah, think, you're right, you're right, and that's that's one thing. You know, I learned a lot. It's it's a lot easier when you first starting because you got a clean slate. You can come how you want to come. You know what I'm saying? But to me, as you get older, it is it, it becomes a challenge. Right. You know what I'm saying, like me, Michael. You know, somebody like, you know, it's whoever, you know, somebody that's still going from 2001 <laughs> and here it is 2020. <laughs> you know, it's 19 years later. So you get to the point to where, you know, it's like you get at the, you at the, the fork of the road, like, okay, you know, rap done changed. You know, rap done changed three or four different times. The content has changed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you don't know if you want to, you don't want to. You don't want to be the old head that's still rapping the same. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know it's but tricky. You wanna, but you don't want to. At the same time, you don't want to uh, change like you're trying to keep up with the young heads. So it's kind of like this. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you know how Run DMC used to rap. Yep. It, you know, running. Hey. Yep. <laughs> you know. So you know they're howling or whatever. Somebody may somebody may think, oh man, that's played out of that that comes on. I'm not listening to that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I feel like if you grew up on Run DMC, you may not mind that they rap like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's really how some people feel. Some people feel like, hey man, the way Run DMC rap, you know what I'm saying? Or you know the hip hop. Hip, hip, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, come with the, you may not want to come with the, the hip-hop hippity. You may not want to come with that. You know what I'm saying? Even people that might listen to that may feel that's watched. Yeah. You know so, I mean, you know, it, it just all depends. But me, I look at it like this. You know, I'm, I'm, I like to rap the way, I, the way Magno rap. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's, I, you know, I'm coming with my Magno raps. You know what I mean? So I may, at the same time, you know, I do what the beats say do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what I do. I do what the beats say do. I think what it is more so for me, I feel like the production changed. So I can't rap the same way I used to all the time mm-hmm. because I don't get that type of production no more. Yes, good and, point. Yeah, so that's the thing, you know. Uh, when I first came out, you know, it was more boom bap. Yeah, 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 yeah. The boom bap, bap, yeah, bap, now you get, Yeah, now you get a lot of double time beats. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of beats that, that you know, you got to rap double time on. You know what I'm saying? 
So it's a little different. And then, I ain't gonna lie, I have to, I have to actually try to shop for beats that got the old boom bap here and there. You know what I'm saying? That got yeah. a little more, you know, to where I can get in there and, and, and get my lyrics off. But a lot of times you got these beats that's, you know, they know me go like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna rap like the Migos, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. We I'm don't want it like that. We don't so need none of that, Mac no. We don't need none of that. We just need yeah. we just need the real mind. Yeah, you feel me? So I'm looking at it like, hey, you know, for for an old head, they gotta look at it like, you know, you it's it's just a it's a give or take you that you gotta try to be in the middle. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be the same old, same old mm-hmm. from beginning of your career. At the same time, you don't want to seem like you reaching too much to try to sound like these youngsters either. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So, you it know, is. it's just a happy, you got to come with a happy medium. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel that's how I did on Grind Forever and Grind Forever Volume 2. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. On, on both of my last mixtapes. You know, I feel like it was, you know, I'm still giving you Magno. Whatever you liked about Magno, I'm still giving you that. I'm always give you that. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm not coming off so dated either. Yes. You know, it's not dated. You know yes. what I mean? I don't, you know, I want to come with the same recipe, but a couple of new spices here and there, the way it still tastes good, you know? <laughs> I like the analogy for riggedy, for riggedy. Real talk. Hey, how hard is it to, um, to still do all flows type music in this climate without getting people saying that's my music and stuff. Can you do it still or is it? Yeah, you know, because, you know, when it comes to, it's, it's still considered a cover. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're doing a cover. So like, you, you mean like instrumentals, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's still considered a cover. You know what I'm saying? People ain't tripping like that. You know what I'm saying? And like, People know that, hey, that's that's what people like, you know what I'm saying? So actually, that's probably the next thing I'm gonna drop. I'm probably drop, you know what I'm saying, an all freestyle, you know what I'm saying, or all flows, as I like to call it. You know, I come out with an all flows that's got some of the rap instrumentals on there that you might hear on the radio. Yeah, you know, people yeah. like that, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's just street shit, you know what I'm saying? People like that, you know, come from the street. A lot of times, we come out with flows that that, that people like better than the song. You know what I'm saying? That's the point, sibling. This is the whole point. Uh, hand on heart. Every one of the flows I've heard from everybody, and I'm going to say a blanket statement, from yeah. everybody, SUC, everybody, um, Swisher House, Swisher Blast. Yeah. Every track I've heard first, normally I've heard it from y'all first, and then, and then, and then I might hear it on the radio and think, oh, that's where the man got it from. That's where they got it from. Yeah. Okay, and then yeah, and then and, and then I hear the original. I'm thinking, oh, okay, that's what they're coming with. Nah, 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 nah. Switch your house is a lot better. That's what should be playing on the yeah. radio. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And you know what? It, that's that's the reason why we still do it. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, we know a lot of fans like that. You know what I'm saying? And then you got a lot of songs where you know it might have been. Uh, another subject matter. The song might be good though. It might be good, but then we'll flip it into another subject matter. And then that subject matter is more relative to you than what the person on the radio had. Yes. You know, uh, sort of like with the, <laughs> like a good example of that is okay, Keisha Cole, she had the song, you know, but then you had OT Genesis. He came in, you know, I guess it was 
I know he, he turned into Crip, and I forgot what her original song was, but that's the, that's my point. You know what I'm saying? Her song, the first one was more of a love song, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she came and, and turned it into some gangbang stuff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you know, he turned it into a song by Crip or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So that, that that's just an example, you know, of how, you know, somebody, the, her song was still a hit, and still people love it, and it's, it's a classic. Yeah, but you know, that's an example of how a hood nigga can take it, flip it into something that's relative to somebody who didn't really, you know, know or care about the first song. Mm-hmm. But you know, once you take it and flip it into something that's more relative to that person, yeah, it gets the job done. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's yeah. why we still do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, that's that's just H time. We've always done that ever since. Screwed up, like you say, screwed up, click. You know what I'm saying? They they always had, you know, songs that, they always had flows that, shoot, man, we liked it to flow better than the real song. That just really yeah. <laughs> real. Hey, e- even down to when, um, I guess this would, well, I Screw did this as well, when he would just used to ch- um, chop just just the, actually, you can confirm this or not. Did Screw actually chop um, for Screw? the standard music and put them on on, on tapes yeah yeah that, that's that's something him and Watts did you know what I'm saying they would take uh, you know the, like the, R&B the, like H-Town stuff yeah 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 they yeah, would, yeah yeah uh, that, that's really how we would you know I guess you could say that's how that we would get wind of other stuff like Watts may take a song that you know somebody from Cash Money did like we this H-Town you know what I'm saying we wouldn't really just listening to a lot of New Orleans stuff until it, it came through DJ Screw and stuff. So they would, you know, he'll put a song, he may put, you know, get your shine on it on a screw tape, screw and chop it. Now we're like, man, we like that, you know, who's that? You know what I'm saying? We look at the track list and we say juvenile or say hot boys or let's say, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So now we like that. Now we now when they come out with a, you know a real song on the radio, we're like, oh man, we can jam it out on the street, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, our DJs down here, they would be getting the, the promo copies before the stuff would even make it on a, on a, on a uh, radio. Yeah. So when they put it in, in H-Town, it was a point in time to work. If it wasn't screwed and chopped, the streets ain't jamming. Yeah. Real talk. I'm, I ain't gonna lie. When I was a young teenager, I'm not listening to a regular speed. Like, I know. That's just straight up. <laughs> I listen to regular speed. Like, that, that's how it was. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Talk. Yeah. And, and, and if we liked it regular regular speed, then we had to have a student chop. Of course, of course. We chop. So we heard it on the radio, regular speed. We was like, man, that's on jam. So boom, we go to the we go to the flea market or go to wherever they were selling screw tapes at, and we looking at the back of the we looking at the back of the you know the track listings to see if they got that particular song on that screw and chop. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. that's just how it was. That, that's real talk. I, I can remember a, a, a quite a, a few year period where if it wasn't chopped and screwed or all just screwed, we wasn't messing with it. I think for for, 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 for yeah. me is when Michael Watts came in the thing and it wasn't just screwed. He was chopping it as well. To yeah, me, that was the that was the game changer for me when it, when he, when the, the chop and bringing it back and and yeah. changing the pitches and all that. That's the thing, DJ Screw, 
he 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 screwed and chopped too. But Wise, 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 man, that, the chopping that was his calling card. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't like to try to compare them because they could be a tips, touchy subject. You know, North and South Side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. You know, we done since buried the hatchet or whatever. But you know, you got some people from the South. People from the South Side. Hey, they not listening to no screw unless it's DJ Screw. You know, that's just how it was, you know. Yeah. But, you know, me, I, I'm you know, I'm, I'm a lot younger than the guys that was really on the plaques. You know what I'm saying? The, the stuff that was really, when the times that it was really, really, really plaques between the north and the south, I was a young teenager that wasn't old enough to go over that side by myself anyway. I couldn't drive yet. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. When that's really going down, like those, the dudes that was really into it like that, they're older than us. You know what I'm saying? So when we was coming up, we, you know, we were listening to, to Screwed Up Click the same way. We, we grew up on Screwed Up Click, you know what I'm saying? Because that was all who was doing it at the time when I was real, real young, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know, we grew up on them and we had that type of respect. But when Watts came along, man, Watts just, you know, ain't gonna yeah. lie, man. His, his chop skills was just like none of them, man. And he, he really, you know, he, he used to chop up some, some songs, man. Wife made you, you were like a song 10 times better just because of how he chopped it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to be real, just the, just the culture of H-Town, like the most gangsters dudes, man, could listen to a whole tape of R&B because it was screwed and chopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, I just gave them an R&B, if I just gave them a straight R&B compilation of songs that's regular speed, they would be like, hell no. Nah. Yeah. It, it sounded like you on some lovey dovey shit. Like, <laughs> like, damn, is he in love? What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, as soon as you got it screwed and you got it chopped up, it's gangster. It's street now. Now it's on the screw. You come around, you pull up, you know, listening to a front action. Yeah, yeah, I was... Yeah, just about to say that that them fuck actions, man. Those were fire. <laughs> yeah, man. Shouts out to GRC, man. When they when they come down to them fuck actions, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. That was some. That was some smooth player shit. You know what I'm saying? People like, oh, okay, yeah, he, he player. You know, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's a totally different reaction than if you was just listening to some regular speed R and B. You know, yeah. Sound like you sad because your heart got broke. <laughs> but, but if it's screwed and chopped, people are like, okay, he on some player shit. You know what I'm saying? For riggedy. For That's riggedy. just the culture, man. That's just how it always been. I mean, I'm I'm still the same way, man. If I'm gonna listen to some R&B, it gotta be screwed and chopped. I'm not gonna pull up listening to no no regular speed, jagged edge, or regular <laughs> speed, Jodeci. Like, nah, man. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. But if it's screwed and chopped, let's go, man. You know what I'm saying? I just, I get down, man. So, you met um, OG Run C, um, Wrecking Yard. Right. Was that, was that actually a label as well? That was actually a label, man. You know, RIP Cool Rod, my boy Big Nick, my boy Mr. Kayla, man. Then my boys, too. They came up in the mix, too. Them along with Color Changing Click, you know, yeah. Power Off, Chameleon, 50-50, Razak, Young, Young Row. Yeah, man, them all my dudes, man. Mr. Kayla, I, I did a couple of tracks with him recently, you know what I'm saying? You know, we did video, we did videos together, all that, man. Me, him, and uh, homeboy, uh, 5'9", the Bull. So, yeah, man, we, oh. 
look that up on YouTube as well, man. Just type in, you know, Big Kayla or Mr. Kayla, mm-hmm. you know, Magno, Five Nine Bull. Yo, we on there doing our thing, man. You know, them my boys, man. Everybody that I met, you know, in the game coming up, we still good people now, man. Yo, Ricky, y'all, that, yeah, yeah, that's that was a label back then, man. Boss was doing their thing back then too. We would always, all of us, run into each other on the road. You know what I'm saying? And uh, um, was that connected with Run C? Oh, do you Run C? Run label, definitely. That was Run C's label. I'm, I've been on a few of their tapes, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been on a, I've been on a few of their tapes. I was on Mr. K's solo. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. It's, been all good, man. You know what I'm saying? Ron C, he's one of the founding members. He's, you know, him and Watts, they founded Swisher the House together, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you know, they, you know, they've been together for the longest, man. They go all the way back to the early 90s with it, you know what I'm saying? And shoot, Ron C just ended up launching his own label, had his own clip, you know, the wrecking yard. Shoot. Yeah, man. Been all good, man, boys. Pioneers, man. Pioneers. Man, you know. Yeah, man. Real. Shout out to G Dash, the other CEO of Swisher House, man. That's, you know what I'm saying? Don't want to leave him out when we speak on founding members. He was, he, he founding, you know, a founding father to Swisher House, too. Swisher House, Swisher Blast. Swisher House was like the Swisher Blast was the actual label, per se. You know what I'm saying? Because like like some folks say, you know, ain't shit changed. I still represent Swisher High, right? They all Swisher High. Like somebody say SUC. Mm-hmm. The SUC members were all under different labels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wise, it was still screwed up thick. That's how Swisher High is. You, you know, you, you may say Powerwall Chameleon. That was color changing quick. Mm-hmm. You know, Fifty Fifty. That was color changing quick. But they all Swisher Highs. Slim Thug. You know, PJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball, our laws, but that's still Swisher highs. Mm-hmm. Little Mario, you know, he lost our records. That's still Swisher highs, though. Mm-hmm. Even when I started doing my own label, Wildlife Records, you know what I'm saying? Wildlife Entertainment, hey, but it's still Swisher highs. So Swisher High was more like the click, you know what I'm saying? And then Swisher Blast was the actual official label when we was doing albums. So that's that's what, you know, first round drop picks dropped on the dropped on the Swisher Blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what, what was the um because okay so we got we got Swisher House as a click and then Swisher Blast right. as a label we got right. Suave House Records and we right. had Dope House Records right what was the do you know what was the significance of the house I don't know man you know no down in age time man I guess it just it just kind of goes with slang you know what I'm saying because you know in the street you know if whatever you whatever you're retailing out of that house, that's what we call it. Okay. So if you if you selling sisters out of the house, yeah, yeah, that's the sister. <laughs> I get it. Out of that particular trap, that's the dope house. Mm-hmm. You know, if you selling if you got to be selling pussy outside of that house, that's the whole house. And just, <laughs> So down here, that we just, you know, whatever, whatever facility that you got, whatever you're retailing out of that facility, that denotes what you call that that place. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So 
you know, hey, that's the switch of highs. So, at the, you know, I wasn't there during this inception, but like they'll tell you the reason why they called it that is because while they was working on music, everybody got sweets, you know, rolling around. So they just called it the switch of highs because, yeah. hey, that boys are being there, you know, rolling back to back, back to back, back to back switches. <laughs> you know, you know, making music off of that, so it's a switch yeah. high. Optimos, <laughs> perfectos, cigarellos, <laughs> perfectos, all that. You know, sweet, all that, man. So that's a switch high, man. You know, and switcher sweets was the that was the cigar of choice. Yeah, of course, so, the, one of the best know. ones as well. I mean, I know, I know some, I know there's a, a you know, in some some eyes, it's. No one messes with swishers. They only deal with backwards. And in other art, in other people, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Everybody on the back. See, down south, I ain't gonna lie. My first time seeing the backwards was when I went to New York, and that was, you know, 2000. My first seeing it was around like 2004. Mm-hmm. That was my first time going to New York, and that's the first time I seen it. I was like, man, I went up to the store. I was looking for, for sweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying I'm down south, man. I'm, you know, I'm a down south guy, man. So I'm up in New York looking for sweets. I couldn't find sweets. They was like, no, nah, we got backwards. Man, I was like, okay. I didn't even know how to roll that shit at first because it was so big. It is, um, isn't man. it? I'm used to just splitting the sweet. Yep. The side and putting yep. my put in my wheel. So, <laughs> and they had these big ass fucking sheep. <laughs> like, man, what the fuck is this, man? What I'm supposed to do with this, bro? So I'm like, damn, you know what I'm saying? I had to slice some of that shit off, you know, just to get a good roll. And then when I smoked it, it was so fucking harsh. Harsh in it, man. For real, sibling. I'm thinking <laughs> I can hit it like I hit a sweet. I hit that shit. That shit hit me, punched me in my chest. Like, damn, that shit is harsh. <laughs> that shit was, man, it was murder on my throat, man. Yeah. And, you know, but, you know, now it's cool, you know what I'm saying? We used to be smoking some gas. It's going to burn slow. But you know, down here, I mean, a lot of a lot of the young heads be on the woods. But old heads like me, if we want something that's gonna burn slow, we'll be on the Dutch master. You know, oh, what I'm the saying? Dutchies, yeah, 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 yeah. Dutchy, I roll up a Dutchy, or you know, I roll up. Uh, man, what was the other? One? Basically, they got the one. They got all kind that's got the leaves in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Leaf, a little slow burning leaf, but Dutch was my thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or, or the Vega, like we had the Garcia oh, Vega. Oh, Garcia Vega, White Owls yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll roll up a Vega, Owl, Dutch. You know what I'm saying? That's the leader. And even them, they not they not harsh like that backwood, bro. So they, but they burn slow. So that was our thing. But you know, I, a lot of my little homies, you know what I'm saying? That's you know, that's younger. You know what I mean? They, you know, they they be on the woods tough. And they were, you know, I was like, man, I, I don't see how y'all smoked them harsh-ass shit. Serious, man. You know, Serious. But, yeah, that, 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 that wasn't around at H-Time, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Like, people wasn't on it like that. It was, you know, sweets, and if you wanted a slow burner like that, you were just really trying to smoke a slow burner. You know, Vega or Dutch Mouse, you know what I'm Magno, we've been building for quite some time. Honors. Love the builds, excellent. Where can the siblings get hold of you? What you, what, where's your um, what's the best place to get hold of you? On are you on Twitter, Instagram? <clears throat> Please do Man. give your um contact information. 
for sure, man. I'll be on that Twitter at Magno page, M-A-G-N-O-P-A-G-E. But mostly, mostly, man, you can find me on that ground, man. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with the ground a lot, a lot more and a lot better nowadays. You know what I'm saying? That's why I be there, you know. Uh, check me out on that. Magno underscore, you heard. That's M-A-G-N-O underscore Y-A-H-E-A-R-D. Like Magno, you heard. You feel me? So y'all check me out on now, man. Hit me up, inbox me. You know what I'm saying? I'll let me talk to me. I'll talk back straight up like that, man. And check me out. My new, my latest projects is Grind Forever and Grind Forever Volume 2, the Vietnam Strip. Check me out on both of them, man. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you get all my back projects too. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people still streaming them. You know what I'm saying? I'm so appreciative, man, that you know, I've been out almost 20 years, man, and I'm still getting checks every month for people streaming my music, man. It was just a great feeling, you know, stuff that I did, man, when I was young buck, man, I'm still getting appreciated for it, man. Just want to tell y'all, man, keep showing the love. I appreciate y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? I got a bunch of projects out from the new print, new print 1.7, Magnum Mixes, Magnum Mixes Volume 2, uh, good rhymes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, man, I just got a bunch of projects, man. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot more. Some of them I be forgetting, you know what I'm saying? Because I've dropped so many over the years, you know? Exactly. And Green's Point of No Return, Green's Point of View, you know what I'm saying? Shouts out to my hood, Green's Point. So that's why I named my projects after that, man. You know what I'm saying? Man, just choose. Continue to stream them for me, you know what I'm saying? Fuck with your boy, man. It's all love, man. I'm still here. Kid with the arch. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all make sure y'all get that first round if y'all ain't got it. I know it's a bunch of young heads that may not know who I am. Hey, man, get that first round draft picks from me and Mike Jones, man. And then just work your way up all the way up to 2020, man. Still doing stuff. Still dropping videos. Still doing features. You know what I'm saying? Still doing our thing, man. It's 100. Definitely, man. As Magno said, he's, he's, he's approachable. He's, you know, he's down to put in that work. So anyone who wants to do them features, you know, yeah. hit the brother up, man. You know. For real, for real, man. It's all love, man. I work with you, you know what I'm saying? Just holler at me. I work with you. Ain't no high capping. Ain't no, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no high capping. Ain't no low capping, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight them up, dog. Definitely, Magna, we're going to come correct with the team. And for anybody who is, is has just stumbled on this and is like, who, who's Magno, a.k.a. Magnificent? As Magno done said, first round draft picks, you start there, you get your collection play, volume one and two, all the way and work your way up to 2020. And, yeah. You know. Screw it up, man. Definitely. Yeah. Oh. taking the time to tune into CFR Network. If you enjoyed the content, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And if you ain't already, most definitely share. If you'd like to go that step further and to support the broadcast, go over to sbmentality.com and go get yourself some merch. And also go check out my sponsor over at Instagram, Supreme of the UK. Thank you for your continued support.